This is the Night News on QC Pod. I'm Samuel Lee. QC Pod features the people, projects, movements, and ideas that make up the Queens College community. To learn more, visit us at queenspodcastlab.org/qcpod. On this episode, Alessia Pasicchio explores the Sicilian dialect and how it seems to be dying out in Sicily, but expanding in other places in unique ways. Welcome to La Vita y la Lingua. I'm your host, Alessia Pasicchio, and on this episode, we are going to be diving in to exploring the Sicilian dialect and how it's really not being used as much as in Sicily as it is in other places. Let's throw it back to 2019. Amunine! It's July 2nd, 2019, and I just arrived in the Barlemo Airport in Sicilia. Sicilia, Sicily, to most. The language, culture, food, everything about Sicily has always been so fascinating to me. So ever since I was younger, I really wanted to pick up the language to really connect with my heritage a little bit more. What I didn't realize after not being there for 15 years was it was a completely different thing than what I could see across the screen when I would speak to my cousins. Life was completely different, but most of all, the biggest barrier that I faced when speaking was our difference in communication. What was really strange to me was seeing how my cousins who come from Sicily weren't speaking the same language that I had grown up to learn, to understand, to write. They were speaking proper Italian. Given that the Sicilian language is a dialect of Italian, it was really interesting for me to see how it is rarely used. I was able to communicate with some family members who knew the dialect, but the cousins that were my age basically had no idea what I was trying to say. Google Translate seemed to be my only friend, and after three years of learning proper Italian, my Italian still got mixed in with Sicilian. I found it kind of fascinating to see that the language that I understood and was able to speak to my family here is not spoken in its originated place. My grandparents came here in the 1960s and as they expanded their family, my parents, my cousins, everyone of that generation had learned the language that they came over with. What I was able to find out today was that the Sicilian language had started to die out back in Sicily because now it's seen that if you only speak the Sicilian dialect, people will start to think of you as being uneducated and it's a very degrading feeling. So as time evolved, a lot of people who stayed in Sicily started learning proper Italian and teaching their kids proper Italian because it seemed to be more universalized to speak 
the proper language as opposed to the dialect. My mom's first language was Sicilian. So whenever she's speaking the language, it is very natural. You almost can't even tell that she's actually American. A story that always comes to my mind when I think about one of the first times I understood the importance of understanding the difference between the Sicilian and Italian language barrier comes from this story that happened to my mom when we visited back in 2019. So we were on a trip to Italy touring and we stayed in a hotel in Taormina and I had a conversation with the owner and I was speaking all in Sicilian and he was so intrigued about how I was speaking Sicilian so well because no one speaks the dialect anymore. He actually asked me what town I was from and I said I was from America and he was in shock and I explained to him that my parents spoke to us in Sicilian because they came here uh, very young, married, and when they had children, they just spoke to everyone in Sicilian and that was my first language. And so I started speaking Sicilian and uh, when I went to school, then I started learning the English and then I took Italian class, but I speak Sicilian with my gr- my grandparents and my parents uh, throughout my whole life. And I actually speak Sicilian to my kids too. The moment we drove into my nonna's town, Marineo, which is just on the coast of Barlemo, I remember greeting my cousins with such passion, such emotion. It had been 15 years since I had last seen them in person. I will never forget when I was so excited to try to have a conversation with my cousins and all of a sudden I saw this confused look on her face. I thought that me asking my grandparents how to say certain phrases and just, you know, touching up on my Sicilian really helped me and prepare me for this trip because I really wanted to connect with my cousins, especially after so much time had been lost. The moment that I tried to say some phrases that I know my grandparents would say to me, to my cousins, and them not really understanding what I was saying, something had clicked in me saying, why don't they understand me? This is all I wanted. I wanted to be able to connect with them in a way that could be considered difficult, and it was difficult. I was taking Italian classes in high school, but always seemed to mix up the Sicilian and Italian languages because the similarities don't match up, especially when you're actually trying to pronounce certain words. I really was disappointed at some points because I really did want to try to talk to my cousins. And granted, we did have conversations because we were able to find a certain common ground regarding how we were communicating, it really just made me think, what can I do to help our communications grow? Now, almost five years later, I sit down with my cousin, Daniela Di Scafani, as we really try to explore what happened there. Quando parlo comunque in siciliano con i miei cugini in America, noto che eh, il loro siciliano è diverso da quello che parlo adesso io, perché da noi si è sempre di più italianizzato, insomma, e poi a molti termini sono andati in disuso, non, non li usiamo più. 
mentre i miei cugini in America continuano a usare questi, questi termini, diciamo, del siciliano antico. Daniela was explaining to me how, when she was speaking to her cousins in America, a lot of the language that us in America speak is an antique version of Sicilian. Yes, she did grow up learning the Sicilian language. However, when she's speaking to her cousins here, since they did not learn the same Sicilian that is spoken in Sicily, their dialect is an antique version because they learned from their parents who were immigrants and would conversate with other Sicilian people in the language that they knew back in the 60s and 70s, etc. At home, I speak Sicilian to my kids. They understand it, but they reply in Italian because my husband speaks in proper Italian since his family speaks it. But our kids understand that the dialect is there and it is alive, but they cannot speak it. I think a big thing to also understand when thinking about the Sicilian language is that it pulls from different languages all across. Daniela's husband had actually jumped in when I was interviewing her and he was telling us about how different cultures all mix together to create the Sicilian dialect. For Daniela Sicilian culture. Ma se pensiamo che il nostro siciliano ha preso anche origini dall'arabo, dallo spagnolo. There are so many different languages that mix together that have created the Sicilian dialect, which I think is so fascinating too because once again it plays into how big of a role it is in our culture. You know, the language itself is a representation of where we have come from um, and who has migrated to Sicily over the years. So I think it's also an important thing. So to see that die out in Sicily, it's really saddening. Proper Italian is taught and spoken at school. The teachers were always strict about making sure I was speaking proper Italian and would correct me if I was speaking Sicilian. So at home and with friends outside of school, I spoke Sicilian. At school, I spoke Italian, and it slowly became more natural for me to modify my Sicilian into Italian. This trip to Sicily really showed me that a lot of my family members in Sicily had different levels of understanding and speaking Sicilian. The cousins that are my age seem to have a similar experience when it comes to what they understand of Sicilian. Sicilian. Most of them understand the language because it's spoken at at home, but in school they're learning how to speak proper Italian and that is their quote-unquote native language. I remember this specific time we went to go get ice cream or gelato and it was at the beach and I remember specifically even though we had a little window of what vocabulary we can use to each other, me and my cousin Floriana, we were able to communicate about what kind of ice cream we wanted and stuff like that because some words are still the same in both Sicilian and Italian. And I'll never forget when we, you know, we went up to go pay or whatever the case was, she had told me, you know, when I come to America, 
it would be your turn to get a kind of like food from my quote-unquote culture and I just found that really interesting because we had this moment of like it wasn't a forced conversation or it wasn't like forced words that we were trying to find from one another but we were just able to communicate and even though this was such like a little instance um it had always stuck with me and you know we talk over social media and stuff like that but once again it's me trying to find the most proper way to say something instead of using the Sicilian dialect that I've just come to learn and understand. Like, when someone asks me, oh, you know, what are you? I kind of tell them, you know, I'm Sicilian because it's, it's just so true. I would say I'm Italian, but there's just not enough of my own knowledge that I can relate to to make it that I'm Italian. I really connect more with the Sicilian language and culture. It's just... It's a part of me. And that's what I think is so fascinating. And one thing that I wanted to find out is how can we really keep that? You know, how can we preserve our nationality? Um, and I feel like living in America and only having like little resources to do so, it's kind of hard. And it's something that I think is happening in Sicily as well as you know, newer generations are coming of age to start appreciating the language and the culture and everything like that, a lot of these proper Italian things are dominating what has been like our culture. So yeah, I think it's just something that is such an important topic and I'm so glad that I was able to sit down with my cousin and kind of speak through it and see what her view about it is um, and how she is teaching her kids how to speak the language and how to acknowledge it. It's just, these are the little things that are really going to help preserve the language and our culture and everything along those lines. I wanted to give a special thank you to my cousin Daniela Di Scafani and her husband Giovanni for giving me some answers as to how they see the Sicilian language dying out in Sicily and altering, you know, throughout the years. And I also wanted to give a shout out to my mom, Rosalia Pasicchio. Thank you for sitting down and kind of giving me a little bit of your take on the story. I also wanted to shout out Mario Carbone, Richard Scoffany, and Angelo Pezzi for the beautiful Sicilian music heard throughout this podcast. A lot of these stories I find mixed together to really show us what is happening to the dialect and not even just the Sicilian dialect itself, but all different dialects are just so important to learn about, to appreciate, to understand. So we keep them alive. We keep them alive with telling these stories and making sure they're never not being spoke about. With that being said, thank you so much for joining this episode of La Vida y Lingua. I'm your host, Alessia Pesicchio. Ci vediamo presto. You have been listening to QC Pod, the podcast about all things Queens College. We are on Twitter at QC Pod and on the web at queenspodcastlab.org/qcpod. Alessia Pasicchio produced this episode. Our theme music is Lake Monsters by John Flansburg of They Might Be Giants. I'm Samuel Lee. Thank you for listening.